Hi, this is Edwin Crozier from the Franklin Church of Christ. I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us as we study God's Word. Today's lesson challenged me as I wrote it and presented it. I sometimes get distracted by looking at all the other people around me and how they have it better than I do. I sometimes cry out how blessed they are. It is too easy for me to miss out on my own blessings. But Luke chapter 11 verses 27 through 28 tells us how to get blessed. It pushes us past our own whining and opens the light on what God has for us. I hope this lesson challenges you and lifts you up to Christ's path of blessing. So get out your Bible, open it up to Luke chapter 11, verse 27 through 28, and let's learn how to get blessed. Do you want to get blessed? Do you ever look at others and sometimes envy the blessings that they have, wish that maybe you could have their health or their wealth or their car or their house or or their family or their education or or their spiritual togetherness, it looks like. You ever you ever want that? I know at times that's that's how I look at others, wishing that I could have the blessings that they have. And I guess maybe this week that's how I was feeling when I was doing some Bible reading and I came across Luke chapter eleven, verses twenty seven and twenty eight. Because I read it just a little bit differently than I had ever before. In Luke chapter 11, verse 27, 28, it said, As he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So here is this woman that's seen Jesus perform miracles. She's listening to him teach. She's hearing the word of God. And she cries out, Blessed is the womb that bore you. This is really more of a statement about her than it is about Mary. If you think about it, basically what she's saying is, Jesus, your mother was so lucky. I wish I could have been that lucky. She is so blessed. I wish I could have been that blessed. I wish I could have had a son like you. Who knows, perhaps in her mind she was also thinking, boy, if you'd only just see the bum of a son that I have. She represents, I think, some tendencies that we sometimes have. And Jesus corrected her. And I want us to just take a look at these two verses again. And take a look at what God says about how we can be blessed. Before we do that, would you bow with me in prayer, please? Almighty God and Father in heaven, we lift you up because you are worthy of praise and adoration. You are our great God, the ruler of our universe and of our lives. And we pray that we will submit to you, that we will hear your word, and that we will keep it. Father, we look forward to the blessings that you've offered us, whether it be in this life, but ultimately we're looking forward to that great blessing that you've given through your Son, our eternal salvation. We pray that you would help us to keep our eyes on that so that whatever blessings we might have throughout this life, that we will attain that, that great blessing that you've given. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for loving us. Through your Son's name we pray. Amen. I want us to begin by thinking about verse 27 and, and what the woman said and, and what it represents regarding our tendencies. Because I think that what we see in this woman represents some of the tendencies that, that we often have. And I want to be careful here not to paint with too broad of a brush because some of the things I'm about to share with you, there may be some here who have never felt any of those things. And, and if you haven't, I think that's great. But I know I have. And I feel that probably others have these tendencies as well. And so let's just take a look at these and, 
And, and if you've had these kind of tendencies, let's own them and recognize what it means about us and recognize what Jesus says to us. The very first tendency, as this woman cries out, blessed is the womb that bore you and the nurses that, uh, the breast at which you nursed. We tend to envy others' blessings. And isn't that what she's doing? She's envying the blessing that Mary had. I didn't get that blessing. I wish I could have had it. I wish I could have had a son like you. But I didn't get that. Aren't we like that sometimes, envying the blessings that others have, their jobs, their houses, their health, their cars, maybe their spiritual abilities that they have, the family that they have, and we look at them and, oh, I wish I had that blessing. I wish I could be blessed like they were blessed. We have a tendency to envy the blessings of others. And then when we consider the other side of that, we tend to fixate on the blessings we haven't received yet. I mean, think about this woman for just a moment. If she had had a son like Jesus, do you think she would have cried that out? If she had a son that she thought was better than Jesus, would she have commented on the other blessings? Just think about what's going on in this woman's life. I mean, she's seen Jesus perform miracles. She's listening to the Master Teacher. And what comes to her mind? Not any of the things that were benefiting her at the time. What comes to her mind is the blessing she didn't get. So we have a tendency to envy the blessings of others, and we have a tendency to fixate on the blessings we haven't received yet. The third thing is we have a tendency to believe that being blessed is really a matter of being lucky. I just thought that was a really strange statement. She didn't just say, blessed is your mother. She said, blessed is the womb that bore you. And I, I couldn't help but think about that, because what she really picked out was the, the thing over which Mary had no control. I mean... I'll ask the mothers. Did you have any control over the child that you bore in your womb? Or did you just bear the child that was given to you? you see, she, she picks out this aspect that, that really has, it seemingly has nothing to do with Mary. It's just all about the, the luck and just luck of the draw. This is the child that she was given. We have a tendency to think that being blessed is just a matter of being lucky. And because of that, we have a tendency to believe that we're just unlucky. We're not blessed. We're not going to get those blessings. We're just unlucky. We're like this woman who, boy, it sure would have been nice if I could have had a great son like Jesus, but I didn't. It sure would have been nice if I could have a great house like so-and-so. It sure would have been nice if I could have a great spiritual family like so-and-so. It sure would have been nice if I could have the health that so-and-so has. Boy, it sure would have been nice, but I'm just unlucky. Things just don't go my way, and life is just bad, and oh, so awful. And so we have a tendency to believe that we're unlucky. But then we have Jesus' response to that in verse 28. Blessed, rather, are those who hear God's Word and keep it. Let's think about Jesus' response. You know, before, as I was reading this, I simply saw this as just a statement about God's Word. I never really recognized it as a corrective statement. But this woman was going down the wrong path, and Jesus was trying to bring her back over to the truth path. She's, she's sitting there acting as though she can't be blessed, and Jesus is saying to her, you can be blessed. You can be blessed. She was honing in on the fact that, that Jesus had a different mother. How lucky Mary was to be blessed like that. But Jesus sits back and, and, and reckons it, it was a blessing. He's not saying that his mother was not blessed. It was a blessing to be the mother of the Savior. That's why Mary is called the favored one. She was favored by God. She was blessed. But the greater blessing comes to those who hear God's Word and keep it. Now, here's the great thing. She was listening to God's Word right then, wasn't she? All she had to do was keep it. 
The, the point that Jesus really makes here is you too can be blessed. Everybody can be blessed because the thing that provides the greatest blessing is not who gets chosen to be Jesus' mother, but who listens to God's Word, who hunts it down, who finds it and makes it their own and keeps it. You can be blessed, but you have to work at it, Jesus says. This is not just something that's going to happen accidentally. This is not just something that's going to come to you just by the luck of the draw. This is not about the lottery of life. You can be blessed, but you have to work at it. And this is where, this is where things get kind of sticky for us. Because, boy, it sure would be better, we think, if it just kind of accidentally happened. Boy, we just wish things like this would happen to us, like we've seen happen to other people. But Jesus points out that's just not the way it works. If you want the true blessing, you have to work at it because only those who obey God are blessed. Blessing comes to those who obey Him. And that takes work. That takes learning. That takes applying. That takes being diligent. And so if we want to be blessed, we need to listen to what He says here. Blessed are those who hear God's Word and keep it. James chapter 4 and verse 8 says, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. you catch that? See, when we take a look at all the other people who seem to have all these blessings because God just seems to be with them, remember what James said, draw near to God, and He'll draw near to you. If we want God's blessing, if we want God to be with us, we've got to get closer to Him. And that's just going to take work. And so I want us to think just a moment some lessons that we can learn from these two verses, some things that can help us if we want to be blessed. There are going to be three things that we need to quit, and there's going to be three things that we need to start. Three things that we need to quit, and three things that we need to start. The very first thing that we need to quit is we need to quit waiting on lucky breaks. That's what this woman was waiting on. She was waiting on a lucky break. Maybe she would just get the lucky break of having a great son. But I want you to think about this. Was it really a lucky break for Mary? Look back in Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 1, we find out that this wasn't actually a lucky break. Beginning in verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. She's found favor with God. It kind of reminds me of Noah that said he found grace or favor in the eyes of the Lord. And it wasn't a lucky break for him either. But why did she find favor in the eyes of God? Did God just happen to look down and close his eyes and stir up the pot and grab her up and say, Oh, okay, it's going to get to be Mary. Take a look at verse 38. You see why Mary was blessed. It wasn't luck of the draw. It wasn't a lucky break. Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. This wasn't a lucky break. She had been a servant of God. She drew near to God and God drew near to her. She had been a servant of God and therefore she found favor in the eyes of the Lord and the Lord blessed her. And so, if we want blessing, we've got to quit waiting for lucky breaks. We've also got to quit comparing ourselves to others. We've got to quit looking around at all the blessings that other people have that we don't have. That's what she's doing here. Instead of noticing the blessings that she could have and did have, She's looking at some other people. It makes me think about Peter in John chapter 21. You remember in John chapter 21, Jesus had demonstrated His love to Peter? 
He had forgiven him of the denials that Peter had offered on the night of Jesus' trial. He reinfolded him, gave him a job in the kingdom, tend my sheep. Explain to him that in time to come, Peter, you're going to have the courage that you wanted but lacked. You're going to do this thing that you promised for me. You are going to have the strength to die for me. And when all that's done, what could Peter say about it? Did Peter sit there and talk about what a great blessing it was and how wonderful it was? No. In verse 20, Peter turned and saw... This is John 21. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who had been reclining at the table close to him and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? Traditionally, we see this as John. When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, If it's my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Basically what Jesus says is, Look, Peter, the blessings that I have in store for John, those are John's. The blessings that I have in store for you, those are yours. You do what you're told and quit comparing yourself to everyone else. Quit worrying about how your blessings compare to other people's blessings. We've got to quit comparing ourselves to others. The fact is, God just doesn't bless everybody the same way. He doesn't bless them in the same extent and in the same areas. And we're just going to have to come to grips with that. The blessings that He has in store for us are the ones He has in store for us. The blessings He has in store for other people, those are the blessings He has in store for them. And our job is just to do what He said, because blessing comes to those who hear the Word of God and keep it. And so we've got to quit comparing ourselves to others. And finally, we've got to quit grumbling and whining. We've got to quit grumbling and whining. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14, Paul there said, Do all things without grumbling or questioning. Yours may say without murmuring. Do all things without grumbling. This, this is a question of attitude here. It points out that we need to be cheerful and joyful and we need to quit grumbling and whining about things. And if you think about it, that's, that's really what this woman was doing. This was not just some statement about Mary, especially when we see that Jesus had to correct her. If that had been just a statement about Mary, I think Jesus would have said, you're absolutely right, she was blessed. But he recognized something behind this statement. This wasn't just a matter-of-fact statement about the blessing on Mary. This was grumbling and whining about the lack of blessing that this woman saw in herself. And so Jesus had to correct her. We've got to quit grumbling and whining about what we don't have. I mean, the fact is, grumbling and whining can't help us a bit. As I was working on this sermon the other day, as I was writing this section, it was raining outside, and I was thinking how awful that was. But you know what? Not a bit of my grumbling or whining changed whether it was raining. And just think about it. What trouble have you ever faced where your grumbling and whining actually did any good about it? All it does is expend energy, stresses us out, depresses us, discourages us, and keeps us from the blessing that God really does have in store for us. And so if we want to be blessed, we've got to quit grumbling and whining. We've got to quit waiting for electric breaks, and we've got to quit comparing ourselves to others. But we've got to start some things, too. One of the things we have to start is we have to start seeing the blessing in the present moment. Now think about what was happening with this woman. She was sitting there fixated on the blessing that somebody else got, and Jesus pointed out to her, think about what's going on in your life right now. And she was hearing Jesus. She was listening to the Word of God right then. She was receiving a great blessing. She got to see miracles of Jesus. Anybody here wish they got to see Jesus' miracles? She got a blessing we don't get. And all she could think about was the blessings that she didn't have. She needed to be able to see the blessings that were right there in the present moment. 
And we need to understand that God does, in fact, want to bless us. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11 says, this is Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Our God wants to bless us. But we also need to recognize that He is blessing us. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45 Jesus there, as He talked about us loving our enemies, said, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For He he makes His Son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. This rain that we're getting today, that's actually a blessing. If it weren't for this rain, none of us would get to eat. I'm just going to mess up getting to play ultimate Frisbee tonight. And so I think, man, what an awful thing. But it's really a blessing. The sun has risen. What a blessing. Can you imagine what our life would be like if one morning we woke up and the sun didn't come up? God is blessing us. But we also need to remember that everything that happens in our life, for those who love God, God is working toward our blessing, for our good. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, Paul wrote, this is Romans 8, 28, We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Even when we can't see it, when we take a look at our lives and think everybody else is blessed and I'm not, we need to recognize that God is working everything together for our blessing. So we need to recognize that God wants to bless us, that God is blessing us, and that God is working everything together for our blessing. We need to start seeing the blessing that's going on in the present moment in our lives. But then we get directly to the statement that Jesus made. Blessed are those who hear God's Word and keep it. So that means we need to start studying. We need to be in God's Word. I want you to notice, He didn't say blessed are those who hear the Word of Oprah Winfrey. He didn't say blessed are those who hear the Word of Dr. Phil. He didn't say blessed are those who hear the Word of John Maxwell, Ken Blanchard, Stephen Covey, Jack Canfield. Those are all great people, I guess. And, And some of them say some good things. I like some of them. But the ultimate blessing doesn't come from reading them. The ultimate blessing comes from hearing the words of God. And that's what we have to remember. We are not going to be blessed until we get into God's Word. Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. Acts chapter 20 and verse 32 says, And now I commend you to God and to the Word of His grace which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I want you to notice what the ultimate blessing is. Yes, I believe that when we follow God's Word, it will bless us in our lives. I I think that in general, if we're following the Word of God, we'll have better jobs, we'll have better finances, we'll have better families, we'll certainly have better spirituality, we'll have better relationships. But... I recognize those are general rules. That's not an absolute. Job stands out as an icon to recognize that sometimes we can do everything right and everything still go wrong in this life. But the ultimate blessing is the salvation that we're going to receive from God in the end. We only get that through His Word. You know, the fact is you might get a better job by by listening to some self-help author. You might have a better family life by listening to some family expert. 
You can't have salvation by listening to them. And so the thing that we need to recognize is, is let's not give up on the ultimate blessing that God has in store for us just because He may not be giving us some of the other blessings that we want along the way. Let's hang on to His Word and keep it because that's where the ultimate blessing is. No matter what, if we're children of God, our best life can't be now. If our best life is now, we're in trouble for eternity. The best life comes afterwards when we keep His Word. So we need to start studying. But finally, we need to start working. You see, it's not enough to read the Bible. It's not enough to have a daily plan of Bible reading. It's not enough to just know what it says. We've got to take what He says and we've got to apply it to our lives. We've got to do what He says. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, Paul said, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. We're supposed to be workers, and that, that working means rightly handling the word of truth. We've got to be studying. We've got to be using what God has given us. And when we are workers, then God blesses us. You see that? This is the thing that we need to recognize. Blessing is not a lucky break. I mean, I'm not saying that some folks don't have lucky breaks, but if that's what we're waiting around for, we'll squander them when they come. God's true blessing is a matter of getting into His Word and doing what He says. And when we draw near to God, God will draw near to us. And that's how we get blessed. Do you want to be blessed? I know that you do. I know I want to be blessed. I know we all want that. If we want to be blessed, we need to quit waiting for a lucky break. We need to quit comparing ourselves to others. We need to quit grumbling and whining. We need to start seeing the blessing that's happening. We need to start studying and we need to start working. When we do that, blessing will come. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. That's why I didn't want to do these worksheets. Because, see, if I forget one while I'm just preaching, I don't see the worksheet, you don't know about it. But I could look in your eyes. Y'all were all saying, he's skipping a verse. Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That's the promise that God has given. But you notice that we have to work for it. Seek first His kingdom and righteousness. Are you working for God's blessing? I hope today's lesson edified you and glorified God. Let's remember what we learned today. First, we have four natural tendencies. One, we tend to envy everyone else's blessings. Two, we tend to fixate on the blessings we have not received. Three, we tend to think being blessed is a matter of being lucky. Four, we tend to think we are just unlucky. Second, Jesus provides the response. You can be blessed, but you have to work for it because blessing comes to those who obey God. And third, there are some lessons for us from this story. We must quit three things. One, we must quit waiting for a lucky break. Two, we must quit comparing ourselves to others. Three, we must quit grumbling and whining. We must start three things. One, we must start seeing the blessing in the present moment. Two, we must start studying. 
three, we must start working. If this lesson helped you, please let someone else know about it, and feel free to use it in any way you believe will benefit the kingdom and glorify God. If you have any questions or have a prayer request or spiritual need, please feel free to call us at 615-794-2359, or you can contact us through our website, franklinchurchofchrist.com. Also, we would love to have you be a guest during one of our assemblies or classes. You can find a map to our meeting house and a schedule of our classes and assemblies on our website as well. Again, that's franklinchurchofchrist.com. May God richly bless you as you draw closer to him. More importantly, may you richly bless God.